0: Good morning, everybody. Please stand with me. I'm going to read from First uh, Peter uh, chapter five, verses one through four. First uh, Peter uh, chapter five, verses one through four. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Verse two. Be shepherds of God's flock. That is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory. That will never fade away. This is God's word. You can be seated. A little earlier, um, Zach read from the twenty-third Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, and uh, through that, you know, we just were reminded that the Lord is our shepherd. If we follow Christ, if we've trusted Him, if we've invited God to be, you know, our Savior, He cares for us. He shepherds us. He provides for us. You know that song we just sang, I once was lost and now I'm found. You know, he he cares for us. And um, this passage that I just read, it kind of builds on that a little bit because it gives us the understanding of what it means to shepherd. We'll kind of look at that just a little bit, but it also points out that there are actually humans that do some shepherding. There's elders and other leaders in the church that are to shepherd. And the Apostle Peter was saying, you know, be shepherds to God's flock that are under your care. And what you kind of understand is that you have the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. He's the chief shepherd. He's kind of like the foundation. And I think everything else gets supported up through Jesus. And so, you know, your official leaders are sort of on the foundation of the chief shepherd. And they're kind of the under shepherds. And then then you have this other group. You know, you've got, you know, kind of shepherds in the flock as well. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today, that there's this other group of sort of unofficial, maybe you might say, uh, shepherds who are sort of to be living out their call to follow after Jesus, to live out their call of caring for other people who are in the church. And that's what I want to talk about today. That's what God has really put on my heart today. And uh, so, this understanding, it's been a learning curve for me over my years of being a pastor, and so let me just take you through some of it. Uh, there was a special time many uh, years ago in the life of Genesis. Genesis Church was possibly between three and four years old. It was a struggle to get Genesis started, you know, a new church. It's Sometimes they start big, and sometimes they start small. Sometimes they start Mama Bear in the middle, you know, but... In any event, it was just it was a lot of work to get Genesis up and going. And at about three or four years into it, we finally had some people coming, and the church was was growing, and and that was wonderful. But it was also overwhelming. It was overwhelming for Brenda and I, and and um, you know, and so um, there was lots of you know care needs and lots of like where are we headed, you know, directionally, you know. And so I asked a couple of guys uh, to meet for dinner out at uh, Applebee's uh, to talk about helping in a more formal way. And I'm going to name the two people. They're still part of the church. They're still part of our, of our leadership team, Eugene Wong and um, Rod Anderson. I invited them to, to meet me at Applebee's, not to fight, <laughs> to have some snacks, to have a little dinner, and to talk about having official elders Uh, in the church and I remember one of the guys I don't remember exactly who said this I think I know who did I'm not going to speculate but somebody said so are you really ready to hand over the baby is what I was asked and uh, you know and in my mind I'm like I didn't really say this but I was like no I'm not ready to hand over the baby I need help holding the baby (laughs) is what kind of my thought was but would you, would you help hold the baby? And, but yet, yeah, that question was a really good one because there does need to be an open-handedness as a leader as you lead a church in order to invite other people in to help lead the church. That was a very important conversation that happened many years ago. You see, Brenda and I, we needed help We needed fellow shepherds to help care for this church as it was growing. And I just want to say the willingness of those guys and many others has allowed Genesis to go deeper, to go beyond the shallowness. I'm not saying we're perfectly deep in any stretch of the imagination, but um, that willingness has allowed Genesis to make a difference in the lives of many people in this community And I praise the Lord for that. I praise the Lord for that. And I sense that we're at another special time in the history of our church. You know, during COVID, it was a little crazy. The wheels kind of felt like they were coming off at different times. And uh, we've sort of, I'm not saying COVID's over. You know, the prophet has spoken. COVID is over. No, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just saying I'm grateful for the season that we've been in. It's been a good season, a season of growing and just good things happening. And I praise the Lord for that with you. And it's time for another special ask. I had a special ask back at that Applebee's. Sorry, I'm not inviting you to Applebee's today. I don't think I could afford it. But uh, unless it's the dollar menu or something, which is at McDonald's. But, uh, and that's not even a dollar menu anymore. But but any event... Um, Another special ask, and it's this, for the people of Genesis. The people of Genesis. People who are committed to Genesis Church. Committed to the chief shepherd and committed to a local church, which is important for every follower of Christ to find that church that you are committed to. But I'm talking specifically about the people of Genesis Church. To move more and more from spectating to shepherding. That's my special ask today for each of you, no matter who you are, whether you're a leader, an elder, or a teacher of kids, a chair mover, whatever you are, to take this thought of moving a little bit more from being merely a spectator into shepherding other people. That's my appeal today. Spectating. What is that? It's, it means to watch something without taking part. A week ago or so, uh, we had, uh, Brendan and I were watching the big game on TV. We had some guests over, and we were, it was, didn't turn out really good. But in any event, most of my football games, it seems like the teams that I follow don't turn out that good. But we sat with our guests watching the game, and the players did all the work. You could tell they were sweating because you could see the glistening on them. And they appeared to be tired because some of them came off the field, you know, and they they stood on the sidelines. A couple of people got injured at different points. Some made some incredible plays. There were some really good plays in that game. And some made some big mistakes, like some pick sixes, if you know what that is. And it was like, but here's the point. My guests, Brent and I, we had nothing to do with it. We weren't out on the field. We weren't playing in the game. We weren't telling the coach what to do. <laughs> Maybe we should have been. Maybe I should get that big salary and be on the sidelines. Probably not. But we were spectators. We were just watching. And that put that slide back up there. This is a spectator. You watch without taking part. You watch without responsibility. And you watch... Without impact, it's not morally wrong to be a spectator on occasions. Uh, for example, I was in a movie one time watching a movie, and a guy stood up and was trying to be a part of the movie. It's like, knock it off, you know? <laughs> that's not cool. I mean, this is we're to watch what's happening. That's in a you know that's an appropriate place to be a spectator. Movies are made for spectating. Church is not. Church is not made for just watching. To be a a spectator means you're affiliated, you know, you're a fan, but you're not involved. You're not really doing anything. It's not costing you anything. And it, it means that you're quite possibly, you're consuming, but you're not contributing. Now this is bad. This is not good for a follower of Christ to be just consuming Without contributing. It's not good for you. Because Jesus saved you and I for a reason. He came into this world and he gave himself for you. So that you might give yourself for others. That's what the Apostle Peter is saying in this passage. He's making an appeal to these other elders. He says this as a witness. And he was. He was an eyewitness. He saw Christ suffer. He saw him arrested. He saw him you know, taken into custody and beaten, and, and he saw him on the cross. He says, as an eyewitness of Christ's suffering, he says this, be shepherds of God's flock. He's saying, follow after Christ. Follow after his way. Jesus became a gift for us so that we could become a gift to others. We're studying the book of Mark. We'll be back in it next week. But in a passage in Mark, Jesus said His own words were, I did not come into this world to be served, but to do what? Does anybody know? But to serve. Jesus didn't come into the world to be served, even though He had every right. He's God Almighty. But He came to serve and to give His life away. He's our example. So I'm urging... Those in our Genesis family. Those that are saying, this is my church. You know, I'm a follower of Christ. I've committed my life to Jesus. I'm, I've surrendered myself to Him. And yeah, I like Genesis. I'm here. This is my church. I'm committed to Genesis. I'm, I'm asking you to think about moving more and more from spectating into shepherding, towards shepherding postures. That's what I want to to challenge you to do. So what is shepherding? Shepherding means to tend sheep. It's a broad term. It means to take care of sheep. You know, it's a a term of husbandry. Um, You you care about the well-being of the sheep. There's like a bunch of them, and they're kind of susceptible to, they're gullible, you know, they could get lost and things like that. So you're just kind of, you're looking over them. And what might that involve? You know, guiding sheep to better uh, pasture you know, like, this isn't good food that you're eating. Let's go over here, you know, and you bring them over there. That that would be one idea. You know, directing away from danger. That looks dangerous over there. That does not look good. You take the, the sheep that way. Um, sometimes sheep, they get hurt. You know, they get cut by a rock or something. And so, what does the shepherd do? Binds up the wounds. He tries to um, stimulate... Um, healing and, and restoration. Um, a shepherd is present, present with the sheep, and that presence brings some security, so, so a feeling of community. And so th- that would be just some of the. So let's put the slide up here. Th- this is a shepherd. You watch over the flock of God. See that the the person that's spectating just watches but this is you watch over the flock of God and and you supply something okay you supply something you're a shepherd is someone that is aspiring or working towards being outward focused focused on others not focused on themselves the world has enough watchers in it, doesn't it? It has enough talkers in it. <laughs> we need people who care, care about others, are willing to sort of um, hold back maybe all of their desires so that they can d- redirect some of their energy to caring for others that are around them. So what does that look like in the church? What does that look like at Genesis? It it might be simple, something as simple as, you know, we're in, we're in January and we don't have any snow right now, but we may have snow uh, sometime. What do you think? Do you think we'll have more snow at some point this year? Probably in April um, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. But, uh, you know, here's one kind of act of shepherding. Like, let's say you join in and help become a shoveler. On, we need some shovelers. If you want to shovel, text Genesis. We'll sign you up for it. But we need some people to shovel the sidewalk. You shoveling the walk so that someone can walk the path to nourishment. That's an act of, of shepherding. You know, we have some, a team here that sets up chairs on Sunday mornings and sometimes has to move them around because if there's a youth activity or something like that. And so just think of that. You're, you're setting up a, a secure and safe place for people to come. Um, It could be teaching with Johnny with the the teens or in one of our kids' communities. You're feeding the flock. You're actually bringing spiritual nourishment. And something that we talked about last week is just helping other people find transformation through one of our micro-groups. Like a real small group, two, three, maybe four people where you're sharing your sins and you're sharing your struggles, and your praying for one another. Do you see how that's caring for somebody else? And I just want to say, Genesis needs you. The Lord Jesus wants you to more and more move away from spectating, just watching, watching other people do it, watching it happen, to getting involved, to, to shepherding. So how do we do that? That's what I want to spend the last little bit of time. How do we do that? How can we take some steps? I said more and more. I'm not saying that, I mean, my my message is not a condemnation message. Like, all of you are a bunch of spectators not doing anything. I think I'm a pastor. I'm a spectator sometimes in some ways. And I can be challenged to move more towards shepherding. Okay? And I think every one of us here, can look at our own personal lives and who we are, and is there some room here to move closer to what the ideal is? That's what I'm talking about. It's not a message of condemnation. It's a message of, what could I do? What are some things, some ways that I could involve myself in helping this church make a deeper impact into our community by shepherding? So how do we do that? Three things you can do to move yourself toward shepherding. Number one is this. Recognize something. Recognize Genesis as family. That's one way you can move toward shepherding. Is recognizing that this group we have here this morning, this meeting, it's family. Okay? It's not just simply an organization. Hopefully it's organized. Thank you, Scott, for helping with that and others. Hopefully we're organized, but we're not simply just an organization, okay? Um, We're an organism that's growing. It's not just a large group. It's not just a place for people to come and complain about stuff. No, no. We're family. This was the intention in the Bible. We see it all over. The believers, the early believers referred to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. It's, it's right there. Um, the reason? Christ Jesus. If again, you're a follower of Christ, you believe in Christ and what He's done for you, and you have personally received that for yourself, He has saved you. And He has saved you and brought you into a relationship with Him and brought you in a re, into a relationship with each other, with other brothers and sisters. And that's why in 1st, I'm going to read another passage, 1st Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. This is a letter written to the church at Ephesus. Um, And uh, look what it says here. Do not rebuke an an older man harshly. Okay, I want you to understand that one for me. Okay, do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers. See, there's some teaching here for the church. And look at the language. Older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with absolute purity. See the intention of the early church? Now, not everyone here comes from a healthy family background. So this can be difficult to grasp or understand what it means. But here in a healthy family, what happens is we look out for one another. We look out for each other. We help one another. We offer resources. We offer maybe advice very gently and carefully, right? We think about the vulnerable ones in our family. I mean, just think about your family. If you got together at Christmas time, and let's just say that, you know, the larger family was together, and the five year old was going to go outside and play in the blizzard with the other cousins or whatever and he's walking around with his jacket wide open you might say hey hey wait a minute little guy wait a minute what would you do zip up his coat for him right and then that's shepherding that's someone in your family that you're you care about that you're concerned for and you you offer something that's shepherding so let me ask you for those of you that are a part of genesis this is your church Do you recognize Genesis as your family of faith? Do you recognize that? Do you look at it that way? That might be just one area of growth, one area of thinking about. I need to make myself more vulnerable. I need to open myself up to my family a little bit more. This is the first step, I believe, to get you towards uh, shepherding. You know? So, um... So the first one is recognize. Let's move on to the next one here. Realize, number two, realize you have an important role in the Genesis family. Number two. First is just realize I'm a part of this. I'm a part of the family. This is my family. Secondly, realize you have an important role in the Genesis family. This is from Romans uh, chapter 12, uh, verses 6 through 8. Let me read this passage. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Look at all the specific talents that the people in the church have. That's what this passage is about. There are other passages like this in the Bible that lay out different giftings and talents that the Holy Spirit has given to the church. There's different passages that we... there, And they're not all exhaustive. There are other gifts that aren't in there, other abilities that are, aren't in there. The main point is that they've been given so that they can be used in the church, in the family of God, to build it up, to edify it, to make it strong. So if you're into prophecy, which by the way has a lot to do with sharing truth, that's prophecy like the, you become the mouthpiece of God to other people. And there are people in this church that I know that have the gift of prophecy. They speak God's Word very clearly and they're not afraid to do it. Serving is performing duties for others. You may have that specific talent and gift. You're just natural at it. Teaching, that's imparting knowledge. Encouraging. Think about this. Think how important encouraging is in your family. And how important it is in the family of God. Encouraging is to give support to others to affirm them, to encourage them, right? And then you have giving and leadership. And then I wanted to go on this last one, mercy. It's caring about the well-being of others. That's really the heart of shepherding is mercy. Some people have the gift of mercy. It just flows out of them. But we're all called to mercy. We're all called to care about the well-being of our brothers and sisters in Christ. So, at my house, uh, I am a husband to, to Brenda. I'm a father to Jared, Jalen, and Jansen. And guess what? I also scrub the shower. That's my job. You don't think I'm very good at it, do you? I'm not. Ask Brenda. She'll, she points out, hey, you know, whoa, get back over here. So, you know, there's different roles that I have as a man. I'm a pastor, okay? But I scrub the shower, Okay, I shovel the the driveway, which I, believe it or not, I enjoy doing, just not too much of it. And I don't want to do your driveway, but I don't mind doing mine. And the other thing at home, by the way, my other job is when something is broke, my job is to not make it worse. That's my job. (laughs) So um, recognize Genesis as your family. Number two, realize you have an important role. What is it? Are you doing your important role in this church? Are you scrubbing the... Sh- Sometimes the shower needs to be scrubbed. It's not all that glorifying. <laughs> Let me just say, the knuckles get kind of messed up on the tile. But, but we need you. And the Lord needs you. This community needs you. This family needs you. Let's move on. Uh, willingly release your God-given skills for the family willingly, this is a main part of this passage, not because you must, but because you want to. You're willing to shepherd. It's not forced. It's not me up here trying to guilt trip you into doing something. That's not good. That doesn't work. But because you want to. You choose to. You choose to out of your own will. You're like, Look what Christ has done for me. Look at the opportunities I have to be involved here, to not just watch, but to watch over. And look what I get to contribute. I want to do that. It's logical. It makes sense. It's a good example. I want to do that. One of the gifts of God to all men and women is the gift of choice. You have a choice to do this. It doesn't. It's not out of. It shouldn't be out of compulsion. It should not be out of guilt. It should should be out of. This is what's right, and this is what I want to do. In the passage, it says, "Be eager to serve." So even the pastors and the elders, we're all. We should be eager to serve others, to help others. Um. You know, some people are like, well, you know, I've just, I just haven't found what my role is. I haven't found what I'm looking for. Okay. And so they consequently they don't do anything, and it's like no, stop with that. Get involved. Start work towards shepherding, not simply spectating. The last part of it says being examples to the flock. There are watchful eyes looking at you, and be an example. Show the way of Christ. To the eyes that are looking, your, your kids that are looking at you, how do you spend your time? Do you just come and spectate at church, or do you come and say, no, we own this, we're owners, we want to be a part of this. I'm going to invite you to stand up, the band is going to play in just a moment here, and we're going to go into a season of worship and prayer about the things that are coming at us here soon, and so my question is, are you ready to work toward shepherding, are you willing to move more and more from, from spectating toward shepherding? Again, it could be something just as simple as shoveling a path so that other people can walk it. Setting up a chair uh, for others to find their security in God's presence. Maybe it's listening to prayer requests we have a prayer team that meets up here people can come forward and pray for others at the end of our gatherings Um, we're actually going to be doing prayer nights in January and February in the neighborhood so we had about 20 of them back in the fall we want to do those again if you're interested just text Genesis but maybe hosting a prayer night a neighborhood prayer night where you're just praying about the needs in your neighborhood uh, maybe maybe it's like, you know, I'm a teacher and I haven't been teaching. I'm not helping the church in that way. I'm not helping nourish. And I have this gift and I've been kind of holding on to it and kind of hiding it. <laughs> you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to, you know, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to text Genesis or I'm going to talk to Norm or Scott or Johnny or Kathy. And I'm going I'm to actually help nourish some people. We, we need your help. We're in a special time in the life of Genesis and I'm just so excited to see what God is going to do and you can be a part of it. Maybe it's um, just, here's here's a great way to shepherd is listen to other people to hear their story. You don't always have to tell them everything. You don't have to agree with everything they're saying, but hear where they're coming from. And that's what Equip is all about. It's like having table time and coming and learning about something, but hearing the young people What's going on in their heart? How do they see technology? What do they think about these issues? It's not just, well, I know all that stuff. I know the Bible better than anybody, you know, or something. And No, it's like you're learning about the little sheep that are in your church. People that may look at things differently than you. And and so it's about listening. So, helping bring forth transformation by joining up with a couple other brothers if you're a brother or a couple other sisters if you're a sister and and confessing sins and praying for one another. I just want you to imagine what would happen if you took steps towards shepherding. God would be glorified. His name would be lifted up. Needs would be met in people's lives. The people around you, you would see their needs being addressed and you would find fulfillment And purpose. And the promise in that passage is when the chief shepherd comes, when Jesus Christ returns, you will receive a crown that will never fade away. That's the promise that Jesus offers. Dear Lord, I just thank you for your word. And I pray now, Lord, as we just meditate for a few more minutes this morning about who you are and your call in our lives, continue to open our hearts to what you have for us, for each one of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.